Hello and welcome to the Tuesday, July 5th, 2016 edition of Sandsonet Stormsonet Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jackson, Florida. Pratt this weekend wrote about a change that he's seeing in the Pseudo Dark Leech campaign. In the past, according to Pratt, the Pseudo Dark Leech campaign usually left a few kilobytes of JavaScript, heavily obfuscated JavaScript in websites that it compromised. More recently, what he's seeing is really just sort of an included JavaScript that then points to a different site. Likely, in my opinion, this is due to making it a little bit more difficult to spot this particular JavaScript. Typically, the old style JavaScript was very easy to identify as malicious just because of the heavy obfuscation of that script. Last Thursday, I talked about some vulnerabilities that were discovered in Lenovo's system management mode code that could lead to an attacker flashing the bias with a malicious code. Now, back then, I just talked about how this could possibly be happening. There is an exploit available now that exploits just this particular vulnerability has been published to GitHub. I have no ThinkPad around, so can't really test if it's working or not. But according to the comments I've seen, the exploit is working and is genuine. According to the author of the original blog, the code that's vulnerable here, at least in part, comes from Intel reference code that Intel published. So it's very possible that other vendors are affected as well. Lenovo stated that it actually didn't write the code itself. It received it from an upstream vendor. So it's possible that that particular vendor sold this code to multiple laptop makers. And as a result, they would be vulnerable as well. So watch out for firmware updates, not just from Lenovo, but make sure that the firmware updates that you're receiving are authentic. Another patch here that you may see show up in the next uh, couple days or weeks affects SQLite. SQLite is this very simple sort of file-based key value database that allows you to write SQL-like queries. Well, it turns out that it doesn't always create temporary files correctly, which would allow another user on the same system to potentially read data that's kept in SQLite's databases. Overall, not a huge problem in my opinion, but something you probably should fix as you see patches show up. And in the past, I talked a couple times about different ways how you may be able to decrypt uh, ransomware encrypted files, uh, depending on the particular ransomware that was used to encrypt these files. AVG now made this a little bit easier. They published a free tool that you can use to decrypt files encrypted by six different types of ransomware. The tool doesn't appear to be too hard to run. You do need to first identify which particular strain of ransomware hit you. Then you just copy the encrypted files to a clean system and run the decryption tool on that system in order to hopefully get your files back. 
And with the European Soccer Championship going into its final week, a mobile security company Wendera came up with an analysis of how this event affected mobile device security. Turns out that like all big events, this event was used for some phishing attacks, but probably most notable uh, mobile app that was published by UEFA, the official organizer of this championship, did leak personally personal data from users in the clear. UEFA admitted that at least some data was being sent back to its servers from users. Sadly, this is almost standard behavior for a lot of these free event apps that are then reporting back where users are using the app and in some cases, demographic details about individual users as much as they are exposed to the application. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for listening and sorry if you still got disrupted by some of the fireworks noise in the background. Bye and talk to you again tomorrow.